Hello and welcome to the Baby Says Podcast with your host, me, Brianna. Today might be a little bit shorter. I was going to have a guest and then it just didn't work out. So I woke up and I'm recording this because I want to post every Wednesday. As I'm recording, my friend just sent me a TikTok and it's the meanest thing women have ever said to them, and it's men. Let me see if I can play it. Just remember, my friends call you which one. Apparently, that's from another podcast called Shits and Gigs, and um, I'm just going to say the last one, he probably deserves it. (laughs) I'm trying to think the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me, and the only... thing I can think of is when people say let's do something this weekend and then don't reach out (laughs) or bring up abortion (laughs) I feel like I have a kind of decent eye where men aren't too mean but like on apps I've had people be like oh you have good dick sucking lips which what does I feel like they would, that's probably just their opening line to everyone. (laughs) I started watching a new show, Minx, on HBO Max, and it's pretty good. I feel like so far it's about a woman who wanted to make a feminist magazine, and no one wants, it's in the 70s, and of course, I don't even think anyone today would publish it. And she meets a guy who does porn magazines, and he says he'll do it, and they can have centerfolds that are men, which is kind of iconic. I am currently at my mom's house, and my sister lives in her neighborhood, and I would have asked her to be on here, but first of all, she declines my call. (laughs) And then I know she's just going to be mad at me for not watching 1882 with her. And I explain I don't like, I can watch anything based in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, like above, but I don't like time period pieces. Like I don't want to watch The Queen or anything like that. (laughs) That is my opinion. Another thing I watched was the Lucy and Desi like I love Lucy documentary I think it's on Amazon and it was so good I was bawling at the end of it but I didn't realize that I love Lucy didn't start until Lucille Ball was 40 and she was pregnant when they shot the first pilot meaning she was had her first kid at 40, and started I Love Lucy at 40. And Ricky was six years younger than her. I'm just thinking maybe I'm mirroring her life. (laughs) Just kidding. But I, when I was little, I didn't watch like cartoons or anything. I just wanted to watch reruns of I Love Lucy And then Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, of course. But I was obsessed. I was obsessed with all three of them. But 
I just thought that was the coolest fact and I don't know how I never knew that because you would think she would have been so discriminated against because of her age and I Love Lucy wasn't her last show like she kept going with several more shows and she won like Oscars or whatever Golden Globes whatever I don't know but she kept winning awards at like 80 like such an icon and it's just funny well I date men older and younger but that just gave me a little bit of encouragement that I could go six years younger I've never done that (laughs) and I don't think I will (laughs) maybe I will who knows something that is just random that I thought was interesting is I've been listening to like a lot more different variety of comedian podcasts and they all talk about like growing up and what they would watch and stuff and everyone mentions David Letterman which I've always loved David Letterman and it's I don't it's like I would stay up late to watch him every single night I didn't sleep, like, as a kid ever, and I had a TV in my room, so most of my friends probably weren't even allowed to do that, but I've just always been such a big fan of him. I think he, like, introduced me maybe to the type of comedy I would, like, I don't know. He's just not corny, hacky humor, like, Jay Leno so when I first got either Hinge or Tinder my like question was Jay Leno or David Letterman and if they said Jay Leno I would just not match with them because we will have nothing in common and this guy recently told me who would ever pick Jay Leno like he is not funny because I just told him that was a thing I used to do and I was like a lot of Unfortunately, a lot of people find him funny because a lot of people aren't funny. And then I feel like the coolest thing is we got to see David Letterman. We, being my sister, came to visit me while she was pregnant and we got to see him during his last season. And that's the only time I ever saw him. So it was really cool. And he was really friendly like answered questions that anyone would want answered or whatever but that's probably why my niece is so funny because she got to see David Letterman (laughs) that's the only reason it could the manifestation program I do to be magnetic does say that so much of our our subconscious is developed between zero to seven so that could actually be true and that could actually be why I feel like my life is mirroring <laughs> I love Lucy. Because <laughs> I'm delusional. Also, that could be why. So now I'll do a little segment called The Shit My Brother-in-Law Sees Working at a High-End Restaurant. So on today's segment, he was working the other day and a waiter came up to him saying, my customer's choking, I don't know what to do. And 
he just had surgery, so he can't do the Heimlich. So he goes over there. It seems to be okay. Allegedly, another customer from a different table gave her the Heimlich. But then the customer choking was saying she was just choking on like swallowing her water. So there would be nothing to Heimlich. So who knows what actually happened. But the so then they just like kind of forget about it. Like that happened and the night continues. The next day they get either an email or phone call from the customer that gave the Heimlich saying she was so distraught that she couldn't go to work today that that woman could have died and that she can't believe she wasn't compensated and that she wants to be compensated so they were like okay we'll refund you and she's like no I don't want to be refunded I want to be I want a gift card so they're like okay so it's like she literally just wants money or a gift card to bring someone back in and like impress them and be like this is where I saved someone's life meanwhile the woman just swallowed her water down the wrong tube (laughs) but I was just like how are people not embarrassed I would die I've done so many embarrassing things But to claim I saved someone's life when they were choking on water could never be me. To then go and ask to be compensated for something, it doesn't seem like you did anything. Maybe you tapped her on the back, but it sounds like the woman didn't want to be touched. And apparently when you're giving someone the Heimlich, you legally have to say, can I give you the Heimlich or they can sue you. If they don't approve. I thought that was really funny. And yes, she was a blonde white woman. If you're wondering, I asked. I asked the hard-hitting questions. I know with the news and stuff, it seems like New York crime is so insanely high. But compared to other cities, it's not. I just feel like every crime is on the news because it's... Maybe, I don't know, people care about it more because it's in New York. I don't really understand because I googled the top most dangerous cities in the U.S. And nothing in New York is on it. Like, L.A. is not even on it. It's like the bigger cities aren't even on here. It's Detroit, Memphis, Birmingham, Baltimore, St. Louis. Is it Louis or Louis? Kansas City, Cleveland, Little Rock, Milwaukee, and Stockton. But I do want to say, like, the woman sitting, waiting for the subway and having shit shoved in her face, I swear to God, I would rather be stabbed. That person, I literally hope, goes to prison for a long time. I believe he was caught, but that is so disgusting I can't even imagine and I know there's like men in Soho spitting in women's faces women being pushed in the subway um that woman who 
murdered an 87-year-old woman for no reason and called her a bitch. And then proceeded to just walk away. And no one turned her in for two fucking weeks. She turned herself in. She came in with a lawyer. It's so infuriating to find out she's a normal person who has friends and family. They see her face all over the news. No one turned her in. She has a fiancé she loves with. It's just insane. I... That... I just can't. I don't know what the fuck is happening. But if you see something, help someone out. It's like you just saying something so someone knows you're on your side or you see what's happening can make the world of a difference. Like one time this guy, I was waiting on the subway platform and I saw this guy and girl. So I assume they know each other. And I thought they were being weird, so I walk down the platform further. The girl follows me, and then the guy does. So then I'm like, click, click, something's not right. Like, clearly she doesn't know him. But he was so close to her, you'd think they would know each other. And then as soon as the subway came, I just grabbed her arm, and I was like, okay, come with me. And then another girl was also watching, so got on the other side of her. We had her sit on the subway, and we were, like, blocking him from getting to her, because, of course, he followed. And then um, he kept being so weird and trying to lean over us, and then men finally got involved. And a young kid was like, try and touch her again and see what happens and basically made him get off the subway. But I just feel like if one person does something, then it can make the world of a difference. I just saw like another video where a woman was saying a guy threw chicken at this Muslim woman and he, she's just screaming at him. Not the person who got thrown chicken at, but the woman recording. And she's like, why the fuck would you do that to somebody? Like, it's just insane because when something little, like, that's not life-threatening, it can still, like, affect you mentally and emotionally for the rest of the day. One time I was walking down the street and a guy's coming towards me and, you know, you move. You, like, do the shuffle because you're, like... And he is purposely moving to walk straight towards me. And I'm carrying groceries with both my hands. And he still is walking straight towards me. He takes his leg, wraps it around my body and squeezes. So I'm <laughs> like, I don't, I can't even tell you what that was supposed to do or mean. He has this weird smirk. And I go, what the fuck are you doing? And he just let go, walked off and like smirked. I thought maybe he robbed me. He didn't. And he looked completely normal. Dressed completely normal. Like, clean. It's just insane. So, this isn't funny. But I just feel like it's important that, you know, have other people's backs that you don't know. Because I feel like... New York, it's either or, like either everyone will join in and help you or no one will. 
Elaine, no one will help you. <laughs> You're on your own. Whenever people ask me, like, why wouldn't I ever want to move back to LA? That's a huge reason is no one helps each other in any way. Like, even if you're asking for directions, you're lost, no one will help you. If you ask a New Yorker, like someone born and raised in New York, they will damn well, near damn well, whatever that saying <laughs> I like tried to say a new saying and I don't know how to say it. They will take you from point A to B, I swear to God, if they were born and raised there. Like, real New Yorkers are the nicest, kindest. All right, let's move into the beauty segment because I do want to be a bimbo and I feel like I need beauty to become that bimbo. So if you don't know already, I had acrylics at the end of last year into this year and was obsessed with them. I had never had them since like high school. I loved the long fake nail look, but I don't want my nails to not be healthy, so I had them removed and then have been using a dip powder that I bought online suggested from a TikToker to use as a base to help my nails grow. She said that's like how her nails got thicker, like it just keeps them strong essentially. So I've been doing that. I think it's working. My nails were so weak from the acrylics, like the ends of my nails, like a lot of them broke. So I think it's working. I also bought an at-home laser, which I also think is working because I would get a lot of ingrown hairs on my bikini line and now I have none. Uh, so I've been using it on like my bikini line and my armpit to see if it works. Maybe I should have just done one side on each, but I don't, I want the quickest result I can get. So I've been doing both. I also, what else? Oh, the slugging, which is where you do your normal face routine. And then the last step is putting on Aquaphor Vaseline. And it 100% works. I have the driest skin. And I didn't do it. Like, I fell asleep without washing my face the other night. And it made the biggest... Like, my skin was just so dry and crusty. And then I did the slugging that night. And now I'm back to normal. So that 100% works. I also wanted to mention... If you do gua sha... A lot of people put it in the fridge and you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to heat it up. To reduce swelling, you use heat is what I've been told. I'm not a professional, but that's what this woman keeps saying and people keep trying to argue with her. But it's to drain your face to me makes heat makes way more sense. And maybe it's because... My acupuncturist said the same thing. She's like, never put anything cold on you. If it's swollen, use heat. Unless she said in the first three days, you can do the hot, cold, hot, cold. But after three days and it's still swollen, only use heat. And 
I just think it's an interesting fact because everyone puts everything in the fridge because it feels fucking good. Like, I get it. But, or do both. Do you like the cold roller? And then if you're doing gua sha, so what you do is just put like hot water, throw your gua sha in the cup of hot water and then pull it out and do however you would do it. But I just think it's interesting because no one will listen to me. And I feel like it needs to be sad. It needs to be hot. Be hotter people, okay? So let's move on to the fashion segment. I ordered a dress and underwear from a brand called Kittany, like a kitten with Y added on the end. And it's really cute. You can tell it's not like a mass produced thing. It's allegedly all sustainable. And they put a bunch of stuff on sale right now, 50% off. So go support them if you want. What's really cool is one of the things I just got is now 50% off and they credited me for 50%, which I thought most companies wouldn't do that. So my current quirky kink is finding shoes that are vegan leather, a sustainable type brand. I know Stella McCartney exists, obviously. I don't always love her shoes. And then the ones I do want, I'll read reviews that they're so uncomfortable. And living in New York, I cannot have shoes that are so uncomfortable. But I can't find any brands I like that have the style of shoe I want. And the price point I want. I don't want anything too high or too low. I don't want $50 shoes that are going to fall apart. Or that are made out of pure plastic. So your feet can't even breathe. So if anyone has any recommendations, I would love to hear it. Because that's the only kind of things I want to push are more sustainable type brands. And I've, like, gotten to the point where I'm so exhausted from researching that where you're almost, like, full circle, is it better to just wear leather because it's not made out of plastic? But then the thought, I haven't worn leather for so long, grosses me out. (laughs) And now I'll move on to current life events of looking for an apartment and job. I had an interview yesterday and you know when you're on a date and you're just looking like I don't want to see this person again but let's just get through it. That's exactly how I felt. The girl was such a bad interviewer. It's just mind-boggling to me again to have people who aren't creatives interview creatives and then they would also be your boss which is just something I've learned you don't want like I want as an art director I want a creative director over me like I don't want someone who doesn't know how to do any of the programs I'm gonna have to be doing who doesn't know what's possible what's not possible how long things take and also doesn't know how to interview you because they don't know 
anything about what you would do. Like, she just didn't know anything. And then I just start asking questions, and then she doesn't know any answers. So I just think that's really weird. And this wasn't even HR person. It would be, like, the person who would be directly over me. Which I've learned from my last job, you need people over you who know how to do what you do. (laughs) In my fields. I understand everyone's job is different, but what I'm looking for, I think, and what I do, it's important. And then apartment hunting, I haven't found anything. I've literally been like, there's one neighborhood I won't move to at this point, and I'll move anywhere but this one neighborhood. That I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to offend anyone. (laughs) But pretty much I feel like I just want an apartment that I can live in for a long time and feel like home cozy vibes. So let's see if I can manifest anything new and exciting in the next week. I am doing a new To Be Magnetic program, so let's see what happens. I also thought this would be funny to share. I have a nephew who's one, and he is truly the smartest kid I've ever been around, and I've been around a ton of kids. But he will say... You know, like, they teach kids to say, help me. So instead of crying, they'll use their words, like, I need help. But what I think is so smart and what adults can learn from him is if he's, like, sad or upset, he'll say, help me, too. Like, it can be, like, he mentally needs, like, a hug or to be held. And he'll be, like, crying and be, like, help me. And I just think that's something we can all learn from. And it's so sweet. Like, I'm obsessed. In honor of me having a ton of credit card points and booking flights, I thought I would tell this one story about one time I was in LA and I had run a half marathon and then was flying back to New York. So the flight from LA to New York is six hours. And my flight had been delayed like half the day. So by the time I got on the flight, I was exhausted. I think I probably passed out and then woke up and was awake for most of the flight. So I put my headphones in. I'm watching a documentary on ISIS. That was really good. And then the guys next to me are two brothers and they're just like ordering round after a round of whiskey and I just thought like oh their energy is kind of chaotic like maybe I should order wine and when Virgin Airlines was still around RIP I wish they they were the best airline ever when you ordered wine it came in a half a bottle so I drank half a bottle of wine on the airplane after running a half marathon. I don't know how I was even able to walk off that flight. Well, you'll probably figure it out in a minute. So then I'm watching the documentary on ISIS. My phone, like, plug, like, charger 
was broken, so I was trying to, like, get it to work, try and put it back together somehow, and I, because my phone was, like, dead, so I was working on that, and then a piece of it just, like, fell under the chair, so I'm trying to find it, and then I just, I'm like, fuck it, and give up, and so the guy next to me just starts chatting with me, and then as we're like getting closer and closer to landing he just starts leaning in I'm in a window seat he just starts leaning in more and more and I'm like there's no way this man is gonna kiss me and I keep leaning more and more towards the window so I'm leaning the opposite way he like looks like we're on a roller coaster both leaning in (laughs) And then I literally lean as far as I physically can because there is an end when you're on an airplane. And then he just kisses me. This is before the Me Too movement. I didn't know I could say no. So then I'm just making out with a stranger on a plane. It was the most awkward thing. I'll never forget the woman in front of us peeping through that little slip between the seats turning around to be like, what the fuck is happening? And I was like, girl, I know. I don't know. And then as the plane's landing, I he like pulls out his phone. There on his lock screen is him and another girl, so clearly his girlfriend. I wasn't trying to date this guy, so I just want the fuck off the plane and out of there. And he was trying to have small talk. And I just said I have to go to the bathroom and ran to the bathroom and then the taxi line and never saw the man again. I wouldn't even know what he looked like if I saw him. Everyone thinks it's the most insane story that it would only happen to me. But I am a makeout queen. I feel like no matter where I am, someone's trying to make out with me. Like, every time I go out, someone's trying to make out with me. (laughs) And I, what's funny is I don't even know that I love making out that much, especially not in public and not with, it's, you know, I'm a make out queen. I just got to accept it. That's who I am. So I think it's time for the makeout queen to end today. I'm sorry I didn't have a guest and I hope it wasn't too boring. And I hope you manifest everything you want this week. But more importantly, I hope I manifest everything I want this week. And the next episode, there will definitely be a guest. I'm going to try and set a few things up this week. So I can be prepared and have amazing people talk about wide variety of things. So it's not just me talking about weird date scenarios alone. But yes, have a day and thank you for listening to the Baby Says podcast and follow on Instagram if you want.